0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Preppy Podcast. I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving and were able to spend it with family um, or friends or able to enjoy some yummy food at least. We kept it pretty low-key at home and got a head start on decorating, Uh, but I'm so excited to be back here with you this week, and this week I am interviewing the sisters behind Varnish. So Varnish makes stunning woven furniture and home decor pieces that are very time timeless, they're classic, they're a little vintage-inspired, and I truly love all of their pieces. Uh, so I hope you guys really enjoy this interview with the sisters behind the brand and learning about how they got started and sort of what's next for them. Um, but before we get into that, I want to remind you that it is the final week to Shop Docent. Um, if you're looking for art for yourself or maybe for a gift for someone else, you can use code PREPPY15 at shopdocent.com. That's d-o-c-e-n-t.com. com. Um, and they are modernizing the way that you shop for art. They're basically taking out the stuffiness behind the art world, making it accessible to anyone. They sell art at all different price points on their website and all different styles from you know contemporary to more classic traditional styles. Um, there's truly something for everyone. And I picked up a piece for our bedroom that I am redoing currently, and I just love it. I've already gotten so many compliments on it. Um, so be sure to take advantage of the Code Preppy15 on shopdocent.com and shop for some art for yourself. All right, so why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do?
1: Yeah, so this is Anna. Um, I, we, Mary Lovett and I both live in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, We grew up here, we're from here, we're um, two of five sisters. that uh, grew up right outside of Columbus in um, the country on a farm and um, we've kind of taken our own paths after college Um, but we're back. I'm here with my husband and two kids. Um, I've got a boy and a girl. They're four pretty much almost four and two and um, I do yeah Varnish. Melo and I are the co-founders of Varnish and then you know I might talk about this later but I um we, I ha, I do social media management for some clients, and that's kind of what's led me into Varnish. So that's kind of what I'm doing. And this is Mary Lovett. Um, obviously, I'm here. We're, we're actually all of our sisters are back home in Columbus, so that's fun. Uh, but I'm married. I have three daughters, and they are 15, 13, and 10. I think I got that right. And. <laughs> <laughs> um, So I've done, right now I'm on this full-time varnish pretty much. I do a little bit of residential interiors on the side, which is what I was doing beforehand. And uh, yeah, so that's it.
0: That is awesome. So I'm so excited to learn more about you guys, but I always like to start at the beginning. And especially, you said that you guys are one of five girls. That's a lot of girls. (laughs) So tell me what childhood was like. What was it like growing up? Were you guys creative or entrepreneurial? Tell me a little bit about the beginning.
1: Yeah. So this is Anna. Um, we definitely have a strong sense of female, um, personality and just strong women in our family. We, um, like I said, we, well, when I was born, we moved to, um, the farm just outside of Columbus. We, our family rode horses, um, We boarded horses for other people. Our parents were fox hunters. Um, And so we spent, I spent a lot of my childhood and my sisters spent a lot of their childhood just out on the farm, um, you know, helping my parents with the horses or um, teaching, you know, swim lessons out in our pool to other kids in the area. We even held some summer camps, um, some summers out there. And we were just always... You know, doing things like that, doing things together as a unit, and um, that's just one thing our family really instilled in us. I'd say. What did, what yeah, I agree. It's Mary Lovett. Um, yeah, we did. A, we did um, a lot as a family, and like Anna said, we come from just actually a long line of women. My my grandmother had five daughters and one son. She had eighteen granddaughters, only three mm-hmm. grandsons. I mean, it's kind of insane. My parents had five daughters, <laughs> no boys. Now my parents have 10 granddaughters and three grandsons. So <laughs> the scale has always been tipped, you know, and God bless our husbands. But um, I think it was the strong female presence has been passed down for so many generations. Um, you know, we, we, we put our father on a pedestal, but mm-hmm. our mother kind of ran the ship situation. <laughs> and so I think that <laughs> a lot of influence, how we, how we grew up and our kind of, work, you know, can do attitude and our um, you know, we, we weren't scared to get our hands dirty and we were always planning, kinda always involved in a hundred different things at one time. So that's that's kinda how we functioned growing up. That's
0: awesome. I grew up riding horses too. And I feel like it instills a lot of good values. You learn a lot about hard work and, um, even caring for something else besides yourself. Uh, so I think that's a great foundation for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was a really cool way to grow up. And the only other thing I would add to that is, um, we, at that time, um, you'll hear us probably talk about my mom a lot um and just kind of she's a big um inspiration to us as well as our grandmother like you was know saying and everybody all the women in our family but um there was at when we were living in the farm um there was just like a moment in our childhood that kind of turned everything around and I feel like we just have to touch on it because it's probably why we still are so strong today but um what my Our dad had a horseback riding accident when I was in fourth grade. Mary Levitt was just a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he w- um, was left a quadriplegic after a fox hunting accident. And, you know, our world all turned upside down. And I just say that because that's when my mom really jumped in. And mm-hmm. she started an entirely new career to help kind of fill in where my dad, you know, had, um, he had to stop working. He was a surgeon and, we ended up moving to the city, you know, we left the farm and that was where we were already so close as a family. But now after, you know, post my dad's accident, everything got heightened and we're just like a huge family unit and so um, good at kind of redirecting and uh, problem, solving. problem solving. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear that and actually... It's crazy because my dad just went through um, an accident as well. So we'll talk about that later off the podcast. Um, But I I think that's great to point out that I'm sure watching your mom be strong and obviously have to take on extra responsibilities and sort of pivot was so inspiring looking back um, and a great foundation for you guys to build on. Absolutely. yeah. So, okay, you mentioned that the accident happened – when you were a freshman in college, but I want to talk to you both about what and where did you end up studying? Was it something entrepreneurial? Was it something creative? Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, your education.
1: Yeah. So this is Mary Lovett. Um, I went to um, University of Georgia and uh, studied public relations. So I graduated from the Grady School, Grady College of Journalism um, and loved every minute I did you know, the, the marketing, the advertising, the graphic design, um, those were all kind of my favorite classes, and so it was a good fit for me. Yeah, and, um, I went to Ole Miss, um, I, uh, studied marketing with an emphasis in public relations, and it's funny, um, I definitely did that probably because Mary Lovett did that. (laughs) Um, I'm the youngest of the five girls. I don't know if we set our birth order, but I, a lot of what I've done in life was based on what my, I saw my sisters doing. And it's funny that, um, Mary Lovett and I ended up working together because yeah, we, I definitely followed in her footsteps with PR and, um, as well. I loved the advertising. Um, classes I took and graphic design and and then I mine was through the business school so I did do some of that like finance and accounting work too um, which was always good to have
0: you know in the pocket oh very cool it's always interesting to me because I feel like some schools put communications and PR with arts and some put it with business so um, I think that's always interesting too yeah. So now, once you guys both had your degrees, what was your first career for each of you?
1: So I'll, I guess I'll go first. I'm Mary Lovett. Um, so right out of school, I was I traveled for a bit, which was wonderful, and then I knew I needed to get a real job. So I actually accepted a corporate job um, back in Columbus and like literally a few days before I was going to meet with HR and sign all the papers and all, I called my dad and I was, I can remember where I was. I was walking the park in Columbus and I was like, it just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't, something about this. And he was like, stop, you know, reroute, turn, <coughs> excuse me, turn around. He said, there's no pressure. The right thing will come along. And then, uh, Probably two days later, I think I received a phone call from um, a local architect who had a firm in Columbus, and I accepted a position with them as their business manager and worked there for seven almost seven years, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was really some of the best education I got because, uh, you know, the the owner he really thought out of the box and. Um, operated in just a really creative way, and I learned so much about running a business and, um, and just doing things a little bit different. and it made me excited. It makes me excited now about how we could build a bigger team for varnish one day because to me, small businesses are what make the world go round. and mm-hmm. I just love the you know, the ins and outs of running a business. And I learned a lot of that there. Um, then I actually stopped for several years to have children. When my youngest started back kindergarten, uh, that's when I started doing interiors, and uh, that was always something I wanted to do as, for as long as I can remember. So, I uh, jumped right into that, and a few years later, varnish came along. So, <laughs> so that's where I am today. Yeah, and I don't remember that story about you calling dad. Oh, never forget. But... Yeah, <laughs> he was so sweet, and he was like, "Don't do it." Don't do it. No pressure. So that was the best, clearly, because I have um, I had a very windy road to get to Varnish, too. <laughs> um, so, like I said, I graduated from Ole Miss with the marketing degree. However, um, I took an internship with an advertising company right out of the gates. I was actually still Think in school, maybe it was the last summer before I graduated, and I hated it. I would, I thought that's what marketing was, and <clears throat> and it wasn't. What it was was an internship in ad sales, mm-hmm. and you know I would say I love ad sales now. I totally get it and respect it. I just, I'm being completely honest, didn't. Um, I think I was I didn't believe in the product, and so I didn't feel good the entire time I was selling these advertisements, if that makes sense. And so Mm -hmm. it made, it put a bad taste in my mouth about marketing and um, sales. So I completely redirected, graduated from Ole Miss and then applied to nursing, the accelerated nursing um, degree at Emory in Atlanta, Um, which I went through that. I graduated um, my, you know, while we do have a lot of creatives in my family, the other half are all medical. So my sister is, a, you know, um, a nurse practitioner. My dad was a surgeon. Grandfather was a surgeon. All the, you know, all the things. Medicine has always kind of felt I w- like I was connected to that as well. So I thought, this is it. This is what I'm going to do is nursing. Um, And I loved it. Um, I love. I worked in the uh, ICU. Um, I was a, critical care nurse. And, um, you know, I, I loved it so much. I went full, you know, all the way in. I love that there's all the systems of ICU and the, you know, staying calm and crisis management situations, um, and making those connections with people that I worked with and, and obviously patients, patients, families. Um, so right after I, um, had my first child is when I realized you know, I want to do something with people, but I want to be able to stay with my kids. I'd seen my sisters who had the opportunity to, you know, spend more time with kids and not have to um, leave them every day, you know, daycare or whatever. And so I, I was like, well, I'm just going to try to work for myself and um, and take care of you know my first child. So that's when I left the hospital, um, started doing social media management i dipped back into marketing um, and been doing that ever since, working with businesses in Columbus on their marketing and social media and, you know, a little bit of, a tiny little bit of, like, events and stuff like that. And then um, I had my second child, and that's when the creative juices really started flowing, and, you know, that's when Mary Levitt and my, our story starts to Varnish.
0: Oh my gosh. That is quite the journey from both of you. And I love that. And, you know, I feel like, like your dad said, sort of everything happens for a reason and you'll get where you need to be. Um, so I'd love to talk about then Varnish, like what was the moment when you guys came up with the idea for it? Um, and how did that go about?
1: Well, it's, it's kind of interesting situation. And we always knew that we would build a brand together. We've, Mm -hmm. we've talked for years about um, what exactly that would be. And, um, you know, my other sisters were in medicine or education, but Ann and I just would go back and forth and most of ours revolved or had some foot in the design world. And so, um, I actually stumbled upon the product one day when I was sourcing for a project and I met the, the man who is currently our manufacturer, um, met him in our hometown and talked with them for two hours and he showed me the product and all the stuff. And I immediately called Anna and she ran over there and met with them for two more hours. And we were just kind of, we didn't even have to talk about it. We were, we were sold. And so, um, the, we loved, we loved the product for several reasons. Though one of which was because it felt familiar. Um, you know, we, we grew up with wicker and our family is very, um, sentimental, We've we've passed it down from generation to generation, and painted it, repurposed it, you know, all the things. That's just kind of how we work, and so we we loved this product that we found, and it was it was doubly exciting because it was an opportunity to have a really special relationship with the manufacturer, where we are constantly in the kind of experimental phase, and we can test designs really easily, and we have access, and we have just a very personal connection with them and you don't always find that when you're dealing in furniture manufacturing and and small scale small batch you know so we're not pumping out huge quantities into big box stores so this is um Mm -hmm. it was just a really exciting opportunity and you know we just knew that people would like the product we thought it was interesting we we feel like their personality pieces so it was just kind of a no-brainer once we found it, we jumped in with both feet and and really kind of didn't ever look back.
0: <laughs> that yeah. is so cool. Go ahead. Tell me your side of the story now.
1: Um, no, I mean, that, she basically said everything um, other than, you know, I I can't stress enough. Like, we, of course, feel so lucky that we, you know, that we found this guy who we work with in our hometown of Columbus, Georgia, that, you know, some people go on entire trips that take years, you know, looking for the right manufacturer. And, um, it just, it was such a, I mean, kind of like a God thing really. And that's why I think we didn't really have to talk about it as much before we decided let's do this because we had been thinking and looking and Almost took the plunge in a couple other like yeah. interiors realm um, businesses prior to this. But furniture um, furniture and interior design are at the core what, you know, Mary Lovett and I connect on. And, you know, I'll, I'll never forget just like growing up. She said we had wicker and furniture pieces that we felt connected to that we still pass down. You know, it's a rule that we can't give furniture away in our family without asking the other sisters if they want it. Yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. or, or <laughs> unless you want to feel the wrath of the other sisters. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. um, um, like, you know, our aunts would come down. One of our aunts is an interior designer that we, um,
0: we, Adore. we, we love her. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: she, we grew up, you know, going to ADAC with her and searching memos and she was such a great inspiration. But, um, we, every time our aunts would come in town, for some reason, what we did was we re um, we redecorated our the house. Like my mom would always be wanting to move furniture around, and it was something that my dad got used to. He would walk in the door, and everything would have been flipped upside down practically. And it's just something that He'd just shake his head. And, yeah, five <laughs> <laughs> <our> sisters <laughs> in the house that he knew. They came into town. He would not be able to sit down. The chair where it was when he left. Yeah, we, we still do, and my husband laughs at me all the time. We're always redecorating or changing something around. But anyway, yeah, we feel very lucky that that we stumbled into it, but it was almost too perfect. You just can't say no when something like this gets put in your lap.
0: Definitely, it was meant to be for sure. Yeah. So okay, you you have the product that, or the you know the source for the products that. Mm-hmm you want to launch. Um, so what, what were the steps to like taking it from idea to actually a product and a business? And I'm curious as to which specific styles or products you launched with.
1: Yeah. So that's a good question. So when we found, um, the product there were, we already had so many samples in Georgia, you know, in Columbus that we were looking at, you know, trying to change change parts of it oh let's not remake this one well let's change the you know sizing of the weave on this one um and so we that was another very lucky thing that we already had so many samples to start with and um kind of kind of have that that gave us the option to know okay what you know these craftsmen these artisans in India, what are they capable of? Well, we we saw so many different options already in, in our friend's um, space that we were like, "This is great. We know what they're capable of. We know they can do this really well." So, I would say we we did the normal, you know, starting you know, the the paperwork, the the back end of really starting the business, and um, we kind of launched it unconventionally and. And maybe even accidentally, I would say. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so we took it. It was Mary Lovett's idea um, to test the product at a market in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and these were existing pieces, so designs that we inherited. These weren't our designs yet. Um, and it was – it's called Scott's Antique Market, um, where we took the product just to kind of see how it would do. Um and then it kind of went off, and we sold all these stores. Wanted to contact us about, you know, we met them at Scotts, and we were selling to stores. We were rapidly trying to figure out, wait, do we even wholesale? Um, it was kind of unconventional, and and we we were really we uh, we were fortunate enough to be connected to some really really smart people in furniture and in business who could help guide us because kind of had to do everything quickly yeah and what i'll just add to that is um i actually love this this portion of your podcast because i know how we did it and i love to hear how other people and i don't know that there is one right way to launch Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure i still technically know the you know the rules of of what that means but um but i do think we did things um as quick as we can and as best as we could to take advantage of the the market at that point. But I think it served us well because Ann and I were talking about this the other day and I compared it to like my house and my husband and I bought our house. We needed to do several renovations, several things to it. And a lot of our, you know, a lot of people tell you like older, wiser friends and family said, just wait, you know, live in it for a little bit Mm -hmm. until you, you know, and then you'll see what you really need to do. And um, that's totally been the case with my house. And I think with Varnish as well, because, you know, things like we, our, our website may not be exactly how we want it right now, sleek and shiny, and our warehouse may not be perfect. But when you're starting the business, you're trying to stretch every dollar as far as it can go. And we didn't let time or money prevent us from launching. And because of that, that allowed us to see the the things that we really want to invest in now, which could be totally different from what we thought. And I hope that's not too confusing what I'm saying. No, but no. It's kind of, you know, we're, we're living in it. And now we're like, oh, well, you know, I'm glad we can do X, Y, and Z because we really need, you know, A, B, and C.
0: Yeah. You and don't it. know what you need until you need it, essentially. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, um, and we also, yeah. we also didn't realize, um, like, Truthfully, my, I, my, some of my favorite uh, pieces were the the tight, um, classic traditional whipper weave um, with the smaller, with the smaller weave. And, um, Mary Lovett's, I don't know, what was your original favorite? Yeah. You kind of like the more ornate? I don't, I don't know. Uh, we, we, we had certain favorites. Yeah. That, that now, um, we were surprised what the customer's favorites are. And mm-hmm. and so we've kind of flipped um what our you know what our hero pieces are and what our best are that's just emerged over time and it wasn't mm-hmm. what we thought it would be. Yeah. So that's been a you know I'm I'm glad we didn't cut off those pieces or heavily invest in the others, you know.
0: <laughs> because, so yeah. I'd love to hear how you describe Varnish today. Like for someone listening who might not be familiar, um, who hasn't discovered your brand yet, tell them like you know sort of your elevator pitch or what you would summarize your business as, and some of the the styles or products that they can find from you.
1: Sure. Okay. So so kind of how we describe ourselves in a couple sentences is is that we are a you know an artisan, a unique artisan, handmade. Ratan Furniture and Accessory Company. So, um, how we like to differentiate ourselves is that, uh, you know, all of our stuff is completely natural. There's there's no machines mm-hmm. in the process of making the stuff. It's unbelievable how it's made, and it really is a craft that is. Um, certain st- uh, styles are very specific to the area of India in this village that where we have this um, connection, this group of of weavers and. Uh, we feel like our products are very versatile as far as how they fit into different design aesthetics which is so cool to see that can someone can take it and put it into a coastal environment or a mountain house or a you know a real west coast bohemian or you know or a garden party there you know people love to um, actually I'll tell you the what was the TV show that came out that Hotel, Hotel, Hotel Portofino, sorry. We got multiple phone calls when that show came out on PBS. I was like, oh, you're, you know, Italian Riviera. That's your look. And so, I mean, it's just crazy how it lends itself to all different aesthetics. But, you know, regardless, they're personality pieces. They're just something we get a lot of, wow, I've never seen something like this before. But that, we, we're proud of that fact. <laughs>
0: Definitely. I, I mean I've been looking at your website and I just think the pieces are so unique but so classic. Um, that I, I just love them all.
1: Yes. And and we're definitely, you know, trying to keep that balance because we we appreciate the the that the piece is a piece of art in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love like I was telling you, you know, I love classic traditional Wicker, you know that's that's what started it all and so we just love the idea of being able we just have this we feel like we have a canvas and we have so much opportunity um with designs which is back to our launching story I guess I'll tell you is that we launched with the inherited designs and then over time over the last year um just been designing our own pieces and we finally have those out in our collection and um continuing to use inherited designs and our own designs and tweak, you know, both as we grow.
0: Okay, that makes total sense. I mean just looking at your lamps are some of my favorite. I think they're so cool and different looking.
1: They that's a hundred percent a best seller. They are we can't we cannot keep them in. I will say that.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna skip ahead here for that then. So would you say the lamps are the best seller? What's the best seller and then what's each of yours favorite? Ooh.
1: Yeah, so as far as what sells the most, it's the lamps, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a best-seller style, um, which would be the Hamilton for furniture, um, and that's named after um, our oldest sister, Ham- Helen mm-hmm. Hamilton. So um, all of the all of the styles are, are family member names. Yeah, um, cousins, we- aunts. You know we outside our our little family and so um we love that we and all the family members love to know who's who's selling the best yeah (laughs) (laughs) um my personal favorite oh that's hard this is anna um i would say my personal favorite right now is um our bedside tables um i love those just because that that was something that i um really wanted to design and um, maybe the Ruth, the Ruth chairs. I love those. What about you? Yeah. So this is Mary Lovett. it. Um, the lamps are always a favorite. They they're just so cute. And and I will say, here recently, Anna had the genius idea to put them, use them on tablescapes, and so mm-hmm. that's just opened up a whole new world. So those table, those lamps are so the mini mini garden lamps and base lamps are so precious on a table. And so that's kind of my new favorite thing. The bell stool is also a really cute one to me. Um, oh, and one thing about the lamps, just because this is probably confusing. Um, we, in, in, uh, you know, we, we are fortunate enough to be small enough to have this type of conundrum. But we call them lamps because we do get them wired. They don't come, we don't get them wired till they're in America. Um, okay. for obvious reasons. So, um, when we, we, they come wired because they're so precious wired, but when we started with the whole tablescape garden lantern type thing, um, we found out that a lot of people didn't want us to wire them and, mm-hmm. um, wanted to just use battery operated candles or regular candles in them. And they're very easy to use like that. And, and that's what we mean when we say we're putting them on tables. We're not putting wired lamps yeah. on tables. where that okay. might be the unwired. Yeah, and so that is something we're trying to figure out: is um, you know how to specifically market that. Do we make two different products, like one wired and then one non-wired, or, or do we just wait and let the customer order, you know, based on what they're wanting to use it for? That's what we're <laughs> Figuring out
0: right now, the layups. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, it's one of those things like we talked about. You kind of figure out as you go along and things might change than what you thought they would be originally. So yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, what would you say is the hardest part about Varnish and being an entrepreneur and having your own business? And then what's, like, the best part?
1: So... The hardest and, and best is really kind of the same for me it's It's really trying to balance varnish and my family mm-hmm. in a way that they'll really enhance each other. so I know that you know i've got I've got three girls who are really busy and it I do feel like I have to make a lot of sacrifices and some of some of them will be at expense of my family, but also love for my girls to see me creating something that didn't exist before and putting it out into the world and for them to know that they can do the same. So, and and then working really hard to do it because especially with teenagers, I think kids right now have the idea of, um, you know, all you have to do is make a YouTube channel and then the checks just start rolling in. (laughs) And I just want to see if I I can teach them one thing, it's work ethic. So, that's kind of the good and the bad for me. So I hope they appreciate it one day. And, and it's really fun for me in the meantime. Yeah. And for me, um, this is Anna, I would say i definitely identify with that my kids are a little younger. So I do, I don't really, I still see how Mary Lovett does it sometimes because she is always working so hard on varnish and her kids are, are meeting her at the same time in a way that mine aren't. But, um, the, the hardest part for me is um, the fact, you know, in so many business owners, small business owners say this, but you're holding so many hats. And I, would, I think that the starting and the stopping and the changing direction all the time, like whether it's in, um, you're looking at analytics or whether you're looking at product design, you know, we're not in a place where we are outsourcing everything we're outsourcing some things, but we're doing it all together and and the starting and the stopping is sometimes exhausting um and And a bit confusing and a bit confusing (laughs) um but you know at the same time it's the most fun i've ever had i love connecting with people i mean through varnish it is i'm such a social person and being around my sister all the time is so fun being around other business owners being around customers you know clients who are interior designers who I look up to so much um I love the energy around varnish and the creative energy and so that's probably my favorite part
0: I do love that too just being around any entrepreneur and chatting with them that there's like that energy you can't even describe but it just motivates you and keeps you going Mm
1: -hmm, for sure
0: so what would you say has been the best form of marketing for you obviously you know having somewhat of a background in marketing um like what's worked for you guys for your business so um
1: we're doing a lot of in-person events right now Mm -hmm. um you know, pop-ups, um, we, all, we we show every month in Atlanta. Um, we haven't done any huge trade shows, um, you know, as far as, like, Atlanta, High Point. Um, but that we find that telling our story and showing the purpose of our product um, through our relationship and our our love for design and the product is our best form of marketing. So, you know, we're definitely doing all the other things too, but um, in-person events, pop-ups are our kind of our most successful thing and to me the most um, fun part. Yeah, I would agree 100% with that. Um, and then, you know, we, we may talk about this further down the road, but also working with other businesses and Obviously, collaborations is everyone's new collaborations now. So that's one, you know, great way to market. But but really just helping other businesses because other businesses have, have helped us. And so, you know, everyone, most people are willing to lend a hand. And that really propels you a lot further than if you just kind of sat in a corner and try to do it yourself. And it helps. It's a marketing tool as well. So that's been amazing to to um, to learn and, and to meet other businesses who want to push each other forward yeah being honest I, I always think like you know showing showing the struggle, showing your cards a little bit um, in a way that still protects your brand but um, being honest and vulnerable in conversations so far has worked really well for us and you know, even with some of the businesses I work with that I do their social media for, I'm always um, a proponent, you know, of con- connecting with other business owners and, and kind of getting the conversation going and helping each other out. When you can.
0: Definitely. I so believe that collaboration is the way of the future and the way things will continue to go um, And it's really just so mutually beneficial. Uh, So I love that you pointed that out. And even saying, you know, in-person events is still so important to you guys, which I think in today's world with, you know, all the YouTube and the social media and everything, sometimes it gets lost, but there's still so much value being like one-on-one with your customer and them seeing you and getting to feel and touch things. So I like that you pointed that out as well. Um, where do you guys get inspiration? Like when you're designing a new piece, where are you looking, uh, for inspiration?
1: Um, I, this is Anna. I get inspiration, um, from, you know, obviously doing research, vintage furniture is wonderful, um, to look at and kind of think, okay, is this something I could use in my house? You know, What am I looking for when I'm decorating? But I I also get a lot of inspiration um, out of being kind of, we've touched on it so many times, but social events and gatherings and being around friends and being, um, you know, I, I always feel better in a social situation when the aesthetic is like, is perfect. And it's, I love the idea of creating a project that gives life to a space and adds to the, to the moment in the memory. And so when I'm, you know, thinking about designs, I'm thinking about, is this useful? Am I solving a problem? But also, am I adding to the visual, you know, aesthetic? And that's what I love about it, I would say. What about you, Yeah, I would have to say just um, a lot of inspiration from history. <clears throat> Excuse me. And from... Um, Not just rattan and wicker pieces, but seeing a piece of furniture that's just really fantastic and going, okay, how can we redo this, but a different material? I Mm -hmm. love doing that. So that's a big one. And then I just am constantly um, obsessing over, I just follow a lot of designers. And all I do is just stare stare at rooms, analyze things, and get a lot of inspiration from designers that I've looked at through the years. Um, it's kind of, that's my, my eye candy Mm -hmm. and source for a ton of inspiration. So.
0: And I'm sure you hear a lot of things then from, you know, your, um, design clients too, about what they're not finding in the market or what, you know, they're looking for, for their needs of their family and their home. So I'm sure that helps a ton.
1: Yeah. And we're all, we listen so much, you know, to other people Mm what they are needing, um, which is, which is awesome. We love love hearing feedback.
0: Yeah, feedback. So if you could have anyone have your pieces in their home, like who would your dream person be? Like a celebrity, <laughs> a royal, um, you know, um, anyone? Like who do you think is the varnished girl or, or man um, that would be your dream customer?
1: Uh, when you put it that way, <laughs> my answer sounds kind of ridiculous, but <laughs> – honestly the first thing i thought of and i haven't been able to think of a better option and this is what i'm going with (laughs) um i would love to put varnish in the white house like not during any point of time i'm not saying like now or four years ago or the next like i just to exist there and to stay through moments of time moments of history i would die if my if it was in the White
0: House. <laughs> I like that answer. That's a great answer. <laughs> I
1: love, yeah, hers is much more ambitious. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I would equally, I would be dead as well. I would definitely black out. if, that, if that was really a path. But my, I kind of thought of my answer as more of like a dream client situation project. And I am dying to work with boutique hotels and I just feel like if we did a project which you know I'm constantly researching it maybe is a little bit more attainable than the White House I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I would love to outfit a boutique hotel because our stuff really can create such a vibe mm-hmm. and that it would just be you know I personally think of adorable hotel
0: um I feel like the colony needs your pieces. I
1: totally feel like the colony needs
0: <laughs> I, uh, I love those answers. So <laughs> since this is the Preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? So how would you describe Preppy?
1: So um, I feel like Preppy is a couple things. Timeless and ageless are something that, I really believe um, could describe what preppy is. And I think about, again, I think about my grandmother. I don't know why, but I feel like how put together she was. And that's another part of how I would define preppy is something that's heavily styled Mm -hmm. or or when you're talking about a room, heavily decorated Mm -hmm. and coordinated. And so there's a lot of people in my life like her, um, and, and like my aunt, actually, that we referenced earlier, that I would, um, that I used to describe as preppy, and I love the idea of preppy and in interiors, and we actually had a great designer that um, used our, some of our baskets hanging on the wall in a show house, and it, the room was just wrapped and draped in fabric, and it was amazingly styled and heavily decorated, but felt very relaxed and clean. And that's something I kind of think of when you're talking about preppy as far as interiors, that's where my mind goes. Yeah.
0: That's a great answer.
1: Yeah. I mean, I probably don't even have to answer this, but, um, I would say that, yes, it's, it's to me, um, a person or a thing that's, you know, a standout or, um i kind of thought more of a person and i was thinking you know that that person takes advantage of of life and and the joys of life and co- the colorful aspects of life and has an inherent style um you know and it, and also exudes confidence and to me that is you know um happy. <laughs>
0: I think that's great answers, ladies. Confidence, (laughs) it's put together, it's classic, it's timeless, it's all of that. Um, So who are some of your favorite um, people or brands to follow on Instagram?
1: Okay, I'll go first. This is Anna um, because I just need to get this out there. My favorite person (laughs) on Instagram, again, is not interior design or anything lovely like that. It's Miss Excel on Instagram, and I, I just need to call her out so that everyone in business can go follow her if you don't already. She's, a, she's huge, um, but she does all these, like, dance, TikTok, whatever type moves, um, and, but she shows you all these cool things to do on Excel, and I love Excel. I think it's the neatest form of tech ever. And um, everyone
0: should go follow her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm looking at it now. I'm not a big Excel spreadsheet girl, but.
1: <laughs> Maybe your followers are or your listeners are. Yeah, I,
0: I feel like she will make it fun, though. So yeah. I'm definitely going to check it out more. <laughs> well,
1: I definitely learned a lot about Anna when she told me that's what she – fell asleep to at night was watching this Excel's tick tock. And so I, I didn't know about it either. I just, I'm a new follower. So. What but about you? you I'm, go? I'm just tons of designers and mm-hmm. i mean I'll just, a few of my favorites are, um, Angie Ren- Renkowski, Barry Benson, Charlotte Lucas, and a French and all James. They all have, um, somewhat similar aesthetics very colorful very confident very bold and Mm -hmm. so that's what that's what I'm usually scrolling and studying
0: I love it I love how there's a little bit of the the business and then a little bit of the design (laughs) (laughs) so speaking of business um where do you guys go for business advice like is there a book that you can recommend or um you know, maybe a website that you guys always check every morning, like what, where do you go for that sort of information?
1: Well, actually, um, we were just talking about this. I, we both feel very strongly about a network, you know, Mm -hmm. a network, getting yourself as a new business owner or, you know, or you've been in the business for years and you're looking for spice things up. Um, entering and just jumping into a network of people we use the southern sea um Mm -hmm. you know like you and we love that community um other thing, i mean there's just you, you could go on that could be a whole nother podcast about your network and how you can benefit from each other and learn every day and um i don't know actually the other thing i was i was gonna say is um Business of home, I, I get their daily email and I love, um, that's like a good little interiors uh, checkpoint every day is kind of what's going on in the interiors world. So I like I like getting, signing up for those daily emails from places like business of home. or mm-hmm. um, I, don't know. I will say that I obviously feel the same about networking and um, whether that's, you know, in person or virtual or what, and, you know, can be... You know that that's kind of our that's kind of our go-to source for all things. Whether it's you know some accounting advice or some marketing advice or you know uh, product de- design, you can usually find somebody who's willing to talk through all those aspects with you. And honestly, another thing is is podcasts like yours. I love hearing startup stories. I love hearing where people went wrong or went right. The different past that they took um, so I do listen to a lot of interviews as well um, yeah I think that's that's probably and good old-fashioned reaching out there are people that we basically cold call because we respect the way that they run their business mm-hmm. and you know having coffee jumping out of zoom um, asking questions I mean, we just ask so many questions. And, you know, at the end of the day all they can say is, they don't want to tell you. Or or they're gonna be like, Yes, and here's the door that I just opened for you and let me tell you all about this and it's just that that's how we learn. <laughs>
0: I think that's great advice. I, I believe in, you know, a strong network too, and I belong to multiple uh, networking groups because I feel like you can always keep learning and learn something from all different people. Um, and I, I too, listen to podcasts a lot besides my own. So I think those are all great ideas. So my next question is, what's next for you guys? Like, is there anything you're working on? Any sneak peeks you can share?
1: Oh well, I, I would <laughs> say um, we. Do love kids and children and things for children. And we do love upholstery, custom upholstery. So that's just where I'll leave it with that. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a but we have a lot of ideas. So there's um, nothing is nothing is ruled out at this point. But yeah, those are two areas that we we would love to play in.
0: I love that. Okay. So now anyone that wants to shop some of your products or follow along, let us know your URL, your um, handles, all of that so that they can follow along.
1: Good. Yeah. Okay. So our Instagram is varnish.collection and you will 100% be speaking to one of us if you DM us or comment on our Instagram. Um And then our website is varnishcollection.com. Our email and everything is on there. So we are definitely talking and, um, you know, communicating with our customers. Um, We also pop up um, frequently around, you know, different parts of the southeast. We're headed to 30A, um, like Seacrest, Rosemary Beach area. On December 1st, Um, I don't know when this will come out. But anyway, yeah, December 1st will be there. We're always looking to pop up. And then also in Atlanta once a month at Scott's Antique Market. We we are there every month. So lots of different places to find us.
0: That's perfect. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. This was a joy learning more about you and your business. Um, And I can't wait to continue seeing what you guys do next.
1: Thank you so much, Patricia. This has been great. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We love talking
0: with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.